At City of Hope, its innovative treatments for cancer and groundbreaking research have saved millions of lives all over the world. This is City of Hope Radio with your host, Melanie Cole. City of Hope researchers are working to uncover how cancer stem cells grow and what can be done to stop them from multiplying. My guest today is Dr. Leo Wong. He's an assistant professor for the Department of Immuno-Oncology and Department of Pediatrics at City of Hope. Welcome to the show, Dr. Wong. I'd like you to clear up a little confusion for listeners about stem cells and specifically cancer stem cells versus the good kind of stem cell. Yeah, it's a very... uh confusing and complicated question, uh, Melanie. Stem cells basically I think of as seeds. Uh, Just like you have seeds in your garden, uh, stem cells are seeds in your body, and they can grow into whatever they're the seed for. So, uh, you know, just as a tomato seed will grow into a tomato, um, the stem cells that are in your body will grow into any kind of tissue. Uh, There are stem cells like embryonic stem cells that are what are called pluripotent, so they can um, grow into any tissue within the body. I'm focused more on hematopoietic stem cells that can only grow into any kind of blood cell in the body, um, and they can also self-renew. Cancer stem cells, as the name suggests, are capable of both self-renewing and growing into cancer. So they don't grow into normal tissues, but they do grow into cancer. And, and the way that I talk about it with my patients is to think of them as, as weeds. So If you're a gardener and you have a garden that's overgrown with weeds, you can uh, take a weed whacker or scissors or whatever and cut off the tops of the weeds. But if you don't treat the roots or the seeds of the weeds, then they'll just grow back when you're done. Excellent explanation. So then how do you identify early that a stem cell is going to be a cancer stem cell versus growing into something positive? That is the crux of the issue. And that is one of the biggest questions that has dogged the field for for many years. It is not so much that stem cells can grow either into cancer or healthy tissue. It's that there are cancers and cancers have stem cells and there are normal tissues and normal tissues have stem cells. And sometimes uh, normal stem cells turn into cancer stem cells that are then only capable of growing into cancer. And we need to figure out how to identify and to eliminate those cancer-causing stem cells Uh, as quickly as possible. That would seem to be an amazing goal in the future of immunotherapy, T-cell, cancer medicine. So when you're targeting these cancer stem cells, Dr. Wong, are you looking to stop their growth or to kill them, or both? Ideally, we'd like to kill them. So to to go back to the garden analogy, um, you know, I think of chemotherapy uh, as a very uh, harsh and toxic but effective treatment but it kills both cancer cells and normal cells. So it's a little bit like putting uh, some sort of pesticide or herbicide on your garden. It kills the weeds, but it also kills the normal plants. And you know, the most extreme form of, form of that would be a bone marrow transplant, where um, you're essentially you know, burning the field down uh, so that you can give it a chance to grow back. Um, unfortunately, that often will not kill the cancer stem cells. The, the seeds that grow into weeds are still there, and you need to figure out a way to specifically kill those to make room for the healthiest seeds to grow again. So if they, they have these pluripotent capacity, this self-renewable ability, and you stop one, but it's already started another one, 
How does it move forward? People think of cancers, Dr. Wong, like leukemia or some of the blood-borne cancers as being able to sort of remake themselves and continue, and that's why people are so scared of those. Explain how you would stop that forward progression. That's exactly right. Uh, these, these cancers have amazing proliferative c- capacity, and um, the, the most rapidly dividing ones are often not the stem cells. Those are responsive to chemotherapy and conventional therapies, but we also need to kill the stem cells so that they don't, as you say, grow back uh, and cause leukemia relapse, which ultimately um, is, can be fatal. Do you more typically see these cancer stem cells in solid tumor cancers, or are they more in systemic cancers, or both? So the cancer stem cells are are much better characterized in the so-called liquid tumors, like leukemia. But there's mounting evidence that they exist in all cancers, and people have identified cancer stem cells in multiple solid tumors as well, including breast uh, and lung and colon cancer. We think that, oh, I'm sorry, and in brain cancer. We think that targeting stem cells in any tumor is going to really uh, vastly improve how these cancers are treated in the future. And the goal is, as you said at the outset, to try to identify these stem cells and to try to figure out what makes them different, what their Achilles heel is, and how to use that to treat them. Are there certain biomarkers you look for? There are are certain characteristics that these cells all share, uh, and, and trying to figure out more of those and how to use those therapeutically is one of the main challenges that the field faces right now. Unfortunately, they don't often raise their hands, so to speak. They don't, they don't, they don't wear bright colors that say, Hey, look at me, I'm a stem cell. They're a little bit trickier than that. So we need to devise, uh, ways of identifying them diagnostically, um, and of treating them therapeutically that take advantage of their unique properties of stemness, but we can't often, we can't always identify them a priori um, using the techniques that we have already available in the lab. So tell us about some of your current therapeutic strategies against these cancer stem cells. What are you doing right now? Well, the first step is to, as you said, figure out better ways to identify them because you can't always tell the difference just by looking. And certainly when we had microscopes and that was our primary way of diagnosis, it was impossible to tell the difference between a stem cell and a non-stem cell. Now we have much more advanced techniques, molecular uh, and flow cytometric techniques. Even those are not very effective at identifying stem cells. It turns out that most of the functions in, pro- in, in cells are, are executed by proteins. And so there are many protein pathways that get activated that are responsible for the, the stemness of cells, their ability to, um, to resist chemotherapy, their ability to proliferate and to self-renew. Uh, and we're, we're trying to identify those pathways using a technology called mass spectrometry, uh, which is a way to look at the actual protein molecules in each cell, figure out whether they're activated or not. Uh, in a way that discovers new protein pathways in addition to just confirming protein pathways that have already been identified. The hope is that once we identify protein pathways that are specifically activated in stem cells, we can then figure out how to turn those pathways off. Dr. Wong, is there a communication or a connection between immunotherapy and targeted stem cells? We hear about T-cell therapy and these team-fighting ability of certain cells. Tell us if there is an interaction there. Melanie, that's a fascinating question. Um, 
and, and one of the things that I've come to City of Hope to study. So as you know, and your listeners probably know, immunotherapy has taken the world by storm, and it's this really innovative idea that's been around for a while but hasn't really been brought into the clinic until the past five years that you can actually train the body's own immune system to fight cancer. And one of the most innovative ways to do that, one that we're excellent at at City of Hope, is using what are called chimeric antigen receptor T-cells or CAR T-cells. These are T-cells that have been uh, sort of genetically engineered to attack cancer cells specifically. And when we put these cells into patients, they're amazingly good at killing cancer cells and pretty much only cancer cells. One of the big remaining challenges with these cells is that, uh, especially in solid tumors, they tend to disappear after a while. And it's not entirely clear why that is. It probably has a lot to do with the fact that a solid tumor has a very complex environment uh, that has a lot of immunosuppressive properties to it. Um, It turns out that cancers are pretty good at protecting themselves and hiding themselves, and they make it so that the immune system sort of goes to sleep when it enters into the vicinity of of a cancer. So one of the things that we want to do, that I want to do at City of Hope, is to figure out how to make T-cells, specifically CAR T-cells, last longer and work better. And one way to do that is to borrow from the stem cell world. We know that stem cells actually are really good at persisting and really good at surviving. So can we identify, as I was saying before, protein pathways that are specifically activated in stem cells and introduce those into T cells or help enable those in T cells so that our now therapeutic T cells are more persistent? That's absolutely fascinating. Dr. Wong, in the last few minutes kind of give us your horizon picture. Where do you see the future of targeting stem cells for cancer and why people should come to City of Hope for their care? Well, you know, I think that the field globally is now realizing the importance of cancer stem cells and how important it is to develop cancer stem cell targeted therapies in treating all kinds of cancers. Unfortunately, although we realize the importance of this, there has not been a lot of progress made to date in actually targeting these cells. And it's not for lack of effort. It's just it's a difficult problem. City of Hope is unique in that it brings together sort of the best possible research, the most innovative and far-reaching research in these fields with a very innovative and nimble clinic so that we can bring some of these very interesting and innovative therapies into into patients as quickly as possible. Thank you so much, Dr. Wong, for being with us today. You're listening to City of Hope Radio, and for more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.